0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Finn. And this is Adler. And welcome back to a brand new episode
1: of The Best You Nation. Where we're here focused on managing your drive so that way you can optimize the 24 hours that you have in a day and live elevated.
0: Make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast on all of your favorite platforms.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? It is another episode of The Best You Nation. My name is Adler, and this is... Finn. Yes, and we are two guys who own a podcast who strive on trying to become the best versions of ourselves and we try to influence you at the same time of our personal growth we try to help you with your personal growth mm-hmm. our job and our desire and our passion is to help you manage motivate your drive
0: absolutely and not only that we like to have fun on our show we like to make sure we are impacting you <laughs> and not only doing it here locally but gen like in the entire world on a global level because obviously you guys know as you know we're reached, we've reached over 4,000 people. We're in over 33 different countries. I mean, we're hitting places that we've never been before. We've added a few over the last few weeks, including India and South Africa and a few others. But besides the point, you know, we've got a lot of great things that we've been talking about on this podcast, this whole idea of leveling up, you know, the next level. And yeah, life is good, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, that's the whole goal, that's the whole desire is. Um, I feel like if you're not making progress or striving towards improving or being a better version of yourself, then the question is, what are you doing with yourself? What are you doing with your time? What are you doing, like, as an overall individual person? You know. So uh, today, um, I kind of wanted to talk about, like, you know, we—I think it was a couple weeks ago—like we we kind of got like really like deep in our fields and we started talking on um, just really deep conversation on um you know uh well I was talking about my cousin and you know what she meant to me and just kind of like experienced loss and stuff like that. And it kind of occurred to me that um human beings, we take a lot of things for granted. You know, we're we have this concept of like we could just easily hop into a car, put our seatbelt on, head to our destination, do what we're gonna do, and then come back home. Mm-hmm. Not ever thinking that Hopping into that car could be the very last time that you hop into that car. Watching that person drive away could be the very last time you see that person. Um, so I, I guess just more so from like an attitude of just kind of realizing what you have in front of you before you lose it. I just want to call the attention of uh, appreciating the people that you know we have in our lives that help shape who we are help formulate um, you know our personalities and you know help us be who we are just to the general public
0: absolutely um, you know and I want to start off with one that I think we both can actually relate to uh, mm-hmm. I think this is a, a clear and very obvious one you know we have this podcast why do we do this podcast we've had people ask us hey what is the goal what is the purpose is this just a just a hobby of ours and no it's not actually it's much more than just a hobby it's actually a lifestyle the back of my shirt says that um but when we look at this podcast you know we we have a lot of people who listen to us we've reached milestones over this past year and a half and one of the things that comes to me it comes to my mind actually is the fact that you're talking about appreciation if we didn't have a purpose in our podcast that we were just doing this as a hobby obviously we probably could have stopped this many many months ago even like would have lasted four months. Who knows? We have a following of people who reach out to us, ask us, Hey, when's the next episode dropping out or Hey, you know, what's, what's next? What, what, what's the next episode? Like, I like what you're doing. I love what Adler's posting on 24 hours a day. I like what you doing on your personal page, Finn. Like we have people who are tuning in weekly on all the platforms. Right. But we do what we are doing because we appreciate the good, the bad, the negative, the positive feedback. And because we have people that are throwing us their energy, we're able to utilize that to bring something to the table. So you're talking about this appreciation. We're talking about the, you said something earlier off air about the roses that your grandmother talked about, something with you at one point. And I wanna let you take
1: that. The saying, I'll let you finish. I just wanna just make sure that Mm -hmm. everybody has it in context. The saying is, Give your float, give your roses or your flowers while you're living, because the concept is like when somebody dies. That's when people decide to buy flowers and they try to hang it at the gravesite. And my grandmother's mindset is, don't give me my flowers when I'm dead. Give me my flowers while I'm alive, and I can appreciate them. Mm -hmm. So, if you have, you know, whether and this is just something like. You know, obviously not everybody is close with their family and not everybody has the best relationship with their parents or their ex-husband or ex-girlfriend or whatever the case may be. But the caveat I'm going to offer you is this. Death has a way of, I guess, highlighting or allowing you to appreciate the people that you have around because they're not always going to be there. Even if they won't, they would never abandon you or stray you. At some point, they have to go. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. no, understanding that concept or knowing that that is a real possibility, you kind of, you're almost forced to appreciate the people that you have in your day-to-day life, on your day-to-day inter- interactions. So don't don't make it stale when you're greeting them. Don't, like, you know, like, if, you, if there's a chance to say I'm sorry and apologize, apologize, man. Like, it, it doesn't... It, it does not take it doesn't take much off of you to just be like hey look you know what i said well, i was wrong or i'm sorry even if you know even if it's not necessarily something that um you were wrong with you know it wasn't your fault to begin with I apologize but hey look i'm sorry that things got out of hand right and then just take the first step because i think if, if we were able to do that we would actually just be just a little bit better like place a little better personality mindset and you know instead of having to live this man i wish i could have said this i wish i could have you know you know done this you know you can't take back a word once it's spoken but you also can't utter a word once the person's gone that's true
0: well and i think that when we're looking at the podcast and well said adler you know i feel like with what we're doing here um you know, for those people who believe that this is just a hobby, right? I look at this, and we've talked about this off air. We've talked about this a lot. I think we've even talked about it on the show. We have a long-term goal. We have a long-term vision with this podcast. This isn't just a, you know, like a one-day-a-week thing. We hope this is going to generate something much bigger. And, you know, we have to almost do this as if today was our last time to do this episode, or last time we do this podcast. And, and death is death is a very tough thing to talk about. I think anybody can really agree on that. Death is one of those things that you, you go, you come from an emotional and very sometimes irrational approach because it is very heavy. It's a very heavy discussion topic, but you know, the people that listen to our show, we share our stories, we share our experiences, we share our moments. And, you know, in this 30 to 45 minutes that we get each week to talk to everybody through this podcast, you know, our appreciation lies within this entire project we started back last year. That, the energy and the motivation we get from other people embracing what we're talking about and relating to us, the DMs that we get on Instagram, the emails that I've gotten, the the text messages that you and I have gotten. We get a lot of people who are reaching out about personal things and in their experiences and the different things that they've experienced, whether it be, you know, with their loved one or our spouse, their children, their personal issues, you know, and I think, one of the greatest things about what we're doing here is that we haven't let up on what we're doing. We're consistent. I mean, some days, obviously, we we run into our own personal things. Like, you know, you transition to Illinois, school, new wonderful relationship on this guy for Finn Foster. You know, just a lot of great things happening. And with that all being said, you know, we, I feel like what we're doing here with the podcast gives people the understanding that through what we're doing, we appreciate everybody who listens to us. This is our token each week to say, we appreciate you. This is our way to remind people that we support you and what you're doing. This is our way to say, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish this week. If you don't feel like you have the motivation, listen to one of our episodes, go back to season two, go back to season three. You're struggling with understanding love. You're, you're struggling. Go back to those episodes. We got a lot of this content because we interact and, and, and network with other people, listening to people and understanding, you know what? People need to hear this. So- what we're doing here on a weekly basis through our social media platforms, personal and joint, you know, the best You nation, we are able to, we're able to present our give back to the through appreciation to our people that are listening to us. I think that's what drives this podcast each week because without them, we wouldn't be where we are today.
1: I do have a question for you. Um, going based off of like you know everything that you say and like um, you talk about like the appreciation of like the people who are listening and um, those who are working hard grinding and doing what they're supposed to do. And, you know, we have, it's almost kind of like a, um, I mean, for lack of a better term, a responsibility to the general public or to our population that actually listens to us, right? Right. Uh, To produce something of value and then allow them to, you know, disseminate it and apply it to their life. Mm -hmm. So, um, let me ask you this. In terms of appreciation, how do you go about appreciating the people that you have in your life? And I guess, like, more specifically, who? I mean, obviously, I'm sure you have a list. You don't have to, like, you know, rank them on like one through 10, but just in terms of, like, who do you appreciate and how do you show them that you appreciate
0: them? We would be here. This would be the longest episode if we went down the list of all the people. If I had to go through each single person, we'd be here all day.
1: Just like name two. Yeah, two. That's what I'm going to limit um, you. I'm going to limit you to two. Okay.
0: okay. Well, you know me very well because I've been here all day. Um, first and foremost, you know, most people know, or if they don't know, I have a book coming out. And I wrote a book because I felt like I wanted to share my story based off of the things I've gone through growing up. But where does it all come from? where is the root of the, the, the motivation to write a book? Well, to be completely honest with you, my parents. And my parents never gave up on me. And I don't know how to where to start, because there's a lot of information, a lot just to even talk about with and just with my mom and my dad. Like, that's a huge, huge topic for me personally. Um, But I'm going to keep it short because I want to hear from you, too. Um, My parents went to Russia. Right. And they adopted me and they looked at they looked at a couple of kids before me and they saw this little baby at the edge of his bed, all smiling, happy and giggly. And that was me. And they were like, we're going to go with that kid. He looks like a crazy one. He looks like he's going to give us trouble, but hey, we'll take him. This is I the kid that we, they fell in love with.
1: I can envision your dad saying, yeah, we'll take the big headed one with the snot running down. Yeah, that one. Yeah, we'll take, yeah, give me, give me that one. I'll call him Stephen."
0: <laughs> well, they—they they, that's pretty much how it went. I mean, they were like, <laughs> they were like, this kid's not even moving. This kid over here is at the edge of his bed, all excited and ready to roll. And, you know, that's exactly what it was, but my parents never gave up on me and I've done Instagram lives and I've talked about giving up and failure. We've talked about that here too. But to answer your question, how do I show my appreciation? How do I go about giving the roses, right? They're still here. You know, I'm very grateful that my parents are still alive. They're very healthy. They take care of themselves. And, you know, since I've been in healthcare, I've been a little more concerned about their health. You know, my, my mom, my dad, That you know, as they've gotten older, I'm much more conscious because of my job and knowing that they're older now pushing that to the side. My appreciation on many levels I can talk about, uh, but this book explains a lot of the things that we went at together as a family. You know, yes, it's my book, but I give, a lot of, I give a lot of credit to my parents because I would not be where I am today. I wouldn't be able to love people the way that I, could, that I love. I could not treat, I wouldn't be able to treat people with the level of dignity and respect and like just the approach that I have on people if it wasn't for my mom and my dad. Now, a lot of that had to also do with me choosing to want to change and want to make the better choice. But my parents educated me and were wise and they showed me through my actions by consequences, by stepping stones and like, hey, what you did was wrong. This is what you should do. And this is a better way of doing But if you don't follow through, there's gonna be consequences. There was always a lesson to be learned. My parents were very consistent. We've talked about that consistency gets us to you know, a level of progress and eventually to a level of success. So because my parents never gave up on me, see there's a difference between giving up and failing. They may have felt at times where they didn't do the best job to raise me to be the person mm-hmm. I am today, but they ultimately mm-hmm. want to be the best that I possibly could be. So that one day when I have kids and I'm in liking their shoes and another time, I would be able to raise another generation the way that they raised me. Cause I know I'm just waiting for the day when I have kids. I know that I'm gonna be reaping what I sow because I was pretty bad. And I I can't even tell you, I couldn't even know where to start. But the level of patience my mom and dad had for me, the level of love that my parents have for me, they still love me. I know it was a pain in the A double S. I could tell you that right now. But it's through this. Still book. Are. Oh, thanks. I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, through my yeah, book. So- I'll talk about that after the, after the show. Um, it's through this book, and this is only one of many, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Everything that I do from being a healthcare worker to becoming a nurse, um, helping children who've been adopted, parents that, have, that are struggling and drowning, everything is in their legacy. Mom, dad, thank you for doing what you, what you guys have done. Raised me to be the young man that I am today to be able to help other people, other parents, moms and dads that struggle to raise their children who are defiant, who are abusive, disrespectful, the whole nine yards. And because I'm an action kind of guy, my dad used to tell me something, and this is just a little tidbit. My dad would say, you know, if a five-year-old knows, little Johnny on Friday knows how to bring his little teddy bear to school for show and tell. Why is it that adults struggle to do the show part when they do a lot of telling? And my dad says, I'm not going to listen to you. I want to see you do it. So my dad embedded this mindset of action. So I might not be very good at giving you a gift or affirming you with words, right? But I can, by being me in, in the action of doing so, my quality time with you, my, my, my moments that I have with people, whether it be in, you know, in passing, very quick, hey, how's it going? How's your day going? Even on the phone with the bank, hey, I'm, I hope you're smiling. Enjoy the rest of your day. It's showing the level of appreciation is through everything I'm doing. And it reflects back onto my parents and why, because they supported me. They pushed me. They could have gave up on me, man. I'm telling, I know a lot of people who are in my shoes that parents unfortunately had to make the decision to save a marriage, to save their other child. There's just a lot of different children. If they have multiple kids, there's a lot of things that I've seen at these camps that I've been to working with kids and children Mm -hmm. and parents. So I know this is a lot, it's no surprise for me, but this is my appreciation. Number one, through this book right here, I share a very in-depth perspective of my story. And if it wasn't for them, this would not be available. This would not be a a product. This would not be a biography of my life. And it's because my parents and through that, I literally dedicated this book to them. Again, this is only the tip of the iceberg. I'm scratching. Service. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Of course. I mean, okay. it's, if if we you know went through the list of people in, in order to get to this journey, or to get to this point in the journey, you know, we'd be listing a whole bunch of people. But um, it sounds to me like um, you're basically saying that um, you show your appreciation to your parents by not only acknowledging them and shouting them out in the in the book and writing, you know, how, how much of the influence that they are in your life. But also, it it sounds like you're taking that your life experiences and the things that you learn with them, and you're trying to um, spread their version of their love and their message to you know other generations. Which Absolutely. you know, it's like it's like kind of like uh, paying homage or respect um, to your parents, but via the next generation. You
0: know, well, right? And and I don't want to wait till. I'm- Sounds harsh, but I don't wanna wait till they're gone to pay back the legacy.
1: This is the
0: whole point of what we're talking about. I'm paying back their legacy actively every single day, whether, you know, in the relationship that I'm in, uh, you know, at work as an EMT, and now I'm in school to become a nurse, through the, even the podcast, man. The things that we've talked about, there's things my parents that have actually ignited and embedded for me to understand, and I wanna share that. So it's all about that show and tell aspects. Mm-hmm. And I live by that because I think at the end of the day, my dad and my mom are very loving, wise people, and I know that I didn't listen to them at a young age, and I was a little bit of a late bloomer, but now I'm taking full advantage of being able to share that love un- as unconditionally as I possibly can as a human. Yeah, and you know, it start it's starting off. I've already been doing it every day, but this is this is a more tangible item or a tangible piece of work that comes from in here in my heart that reflects the things that I've learned from them I mean a lot of the concepts that I talk on this book are things that my parents taught me and through that I want people to know that they can do anything they want to be vulnerable break through and overcome and become the best that they honestly possibly can that's all my parents really have ever focused on during my most roughest of my life and even now my dad still questions me you've seen it on the phone we've had of discussions course, yeah. about emotions and thoughts and it's like dad's like nah you're wrong son sorry I'm gonna have to I have to, I have to agree with Adler because he, he said it's right. that,
1: that's why I said you, you're still a pain in his you know <laughs> 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 no but I mean uh, you're you're absolutely right and and so here's the caveat I'm gonna uh, bring to you because uh, obviously we have a variety of listeners a variety of people that um, pay attention to the information that we provide uh, or the stories that we provide here you know, it's not necessarily like, hey, we're, we're lecturing or teaching. It's just like, this is my own personal experience and I'm sharing it with you and I'm hoping that you can take something of value, something of worth and, you know, use it. And um, I, I think like some of our listeners, they don't have the best relationship with their parents no. and they don't have the best relationship with, um, you know, their family or you know they they identify themselves as introverts or loners or whatever the case may be. But even a loner, there's always whether it be somebody who's blood related or even just a friend or whatever, somebody that you've encountered that's given or performed some version of love, peace, and provided it to you. Maybe not in the way that you know a family would or a father would, but it's still provided. And I think the centralized point, which I don't want people to miss it, because obviously Finn is close to his parents and his his father, and he grew into that. It wasn't always like that. But I I don't want anybody to miss the point that the people that you have in your life, the people that you surround yourself with, the people that you deal with on a day-to-day basis, you have to learn to appreciate them for who they are and what what they provide you in their life. Because if you don't find a way to appreciate them while they're still here, you might end up one day when they're gone, regretting, hoping, saying, I wish I could have done this. I wish I could have said this. I wish I could have, you know, anything. You know, there's a, there's a saying that says you can't, uh, you can't take back a word once it's spoken, but you also can't say a word that has never been said. So meaning you have to be able to, you know, say thank you. I love you. I care for you. And I, I get it and a lot of people are like, oh, I love you and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not emotional like that. Okay, that's fine, but you can show it in a uh, variety of different ways. From what I interpreted, how Finn shows it, yes, he may you know, verbalize it, but he also does it through acts of service and quality of time. You know, he, he provides that quality time to you know, speak to his parents, you know, call them routinely and then acts of service, you know, hey, how can I help you? What can I do? Um, how can I provide a need? How can I provide a goal? And, you know, for me personally, right? As I was gonna say, I want to
0: hear, I want to hear from you. I want, I'm sure yeah. there are plenty of people that you have in your life. And I would love to, to poke, not poke, <laughs> pick, pick at your brain.
1: We're not gonna sir, there will be no poking, okay? No poking anyway. of, the, of
0: the marshmallow stick, right?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, please retire that. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think I can. I still gotta make a T-shirt that says "Poking the Fire" or "The of the Fire with the with the Marshmallow Stick." And if anybody needs to understand what the marshmallow stick, I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in season one. Season one. way back in the archives. Finn it was about the him.
0: emotions and thoughts because I think your brother was on that one, Henley. Yeah,
1: Finn had this weird analogy about marshmallows and sticks, and I I don't know, I didn't get it, but I I you know it is what it is. Anyway, let's focus. Um. <laughs> So, coming up with my parents, um, they were good parents and they've always been good parents. They loved me. They provided a roof over my head. I always was fed. I always had clothes on my back. All my basic needs and necessities were always provided. I do feel as though in some regards, like emotionally speaking, I didn't get the best of upbringings. And the reason why I say that is just because um, I found myself in a crosshair where um it's not like I didn't love them it's just and I mean maybe this is just normal just teenage stuff or whatever but it was just kind of like all right you guys are the authority figures in my life and it is what it is I'm just gonna keep you know doing my own thing and I'm in my world and everything revolves around me because I'm not doing what you want me to do anymore and um I and I can 100% say that I was wrong in my approach And how I executed that. You know, there's there's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. And I eventually found myself like, especially with my dad, and I I feel really terrible about it. Like I didn't talk to him. I moved out, like, you know, I, I spoke to him like once a month, you know, whatever, like I didn't talk to him. And like for some people, once a month it's like, oh wow, that's frequent. But like that's it's different, like if you're you know you speaking to them and having a quality conversation, it's like once a month and it's like, hey, hi, how's school? Good, how's work? Good, all right, have a good day. All right, I'll talk to you later. And that's the the, the type of conversation it was for a little bit. And largely I, I can t- accept the blame, like a lot of it had to do with me and how I, I held some resentment on some certain things in my, my childhood. And, um, again and this is why I I highlight death as much as I do because death has a way of just making you appreciate it appreciate people and things around you because you don't know when your time is up and 2016 I tore my kidney's tendon and I had surgery and I was you know physically compromised and around that same time my dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer and he had a I wouldn't say it was like a, a very aggressive, but like, let's say moderately aggressive, like somewhere in the middle, um, a form of prostate cancer. And so he had to go get surgery. And there was like this for a, a brief second, there was a situation where I was just kind of like, wait, he might die. Like, I might, I might not get a chance to you know, talk to him again. Like, this this is just, it's too much, it's, it's, it's getting too real. Like, I remember thinking to myself just over and over again, like I've resented him on certain things and I've held this against him and I didn't get a chance to talk to him when I wanted to talk to him. And then when we were speaking, it wasn't a quality conversation. It was just, you know, just going through the motions. And, and I started to feel this immense amount of regret. And, you know, he went and he did the surgery, everything came out well. But from that day on, I was just like, nah, I I can't take for granted the time that I have left with this man. And I'm so like, you know, I'm not happy that he had cancer, but him having that cancer and me being physically compromised where I couldn't drive and I was at home all day, we were both recovering together. And we got a chance to like spend, like we were forced to spend time basically together and like forced to learn how to like talk to each other first to learn learn you know who the other person was and now I've, I've gotten to this point in my relationship with him where I feel comfortable talking to him just about everything and this is just within the last like you know four or five years like now I feel better about like hey dad you know I'm, I'm having a girl problem what do you think you know Hey dad, you know, um I, I have this goal and I want to reach it and I want to be successful so bad. You know, how how would you get me? how would you go about it? You know, like having those small type of conversations. It it took, and this is something I I again, this is why I started off with the 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 way I started off, is sometimes you may not be close with somebody, and whatever the case may be, whoever's right, wrong, just apologize. And it's not necessarily apologizing for you know, what happened is more so apologizing that things got so far out of hand. And I had to, you know, follow my sword and say, hey dad, I apologize for things getting out of hand. And we talked about it and we just sat there and we just discussed. Like we just had like an open conversation, open dialogue, because you know my dad is a super understanding person. As much as like in my mind eventually I built up like, oh he's not understanding. He's actually very, very much understanding. But I had to first put away my bias, put, away, put aside my emotions in order to dig that up. Because that's not something that was just going to just present itself. It's something that it had to be nurtured. It had to be, you know, a, a big thing is quality time. The way that you show your roses or provide the roses to the people that are living is mm-hmm. by spending time. You have to be able to identify when there's something good or something off about the person. Yeah, you, you have to be able to spend enough time in order to really appreciate who they are as a person. So, like, I, I think that 2020 had a way of just kind of reigniting or highlighting the fact that you know, we are not guaranteed to live another day on this earth. At any point in time, we can be taken. At any point in time, our plan can just be disrupted. God, you know, the, I think the, the quote is, you know, you tell God your plans and you make him laugh or something like that, a a variation of that. And it's so true because we think that we're the masters of our lives and we're in all this complete control when you really control nothing. You control nothing. The only thing you can do is control like within your warehouse. I'm outside right now. I'm recording this with you. And I'm thinking, all right, we're gonna have a good show. Everything's gonna be good. At any point in time, a bear can come out of nowhere I'm just obviously I'm being
0: like, you know, you will don't say that because you never know, bear might just show up. You're in Illinois, That's, man.
1: The reason why I say that is because I saw like little woodland creatures and rabbits and stuff there, and I was just like, I'm sure there's got to be a predator somewhere around here. So I've, lear- I've learned something yeah. new
0: about you. You don't like woodland creatures.
1: Uh, no, I mean, it's not, it's not that I don't, I don't mind the woodland creatures, I'm afraid of the predators hunting the <laughs> woodland creatures because you know how to you know say, like, you know, if you ever see a baby cub, mama bear is not too far off. Like I, my mindset is this: if you see a little rabbit, a little bunny, a little raccoon, a little like you know, little rodent and stuff like that, that means that there is a predator somewhere around here looking for them. So I'm like, oh, I gotta get out of here.
0: I thought you were gonna say something like, hey, you see a baby bunny, you're scared that a baby or mama bunny's gonna come get you. No, not.
1: <laughs> I was I was jogging. I was like, "Oh wow, that's such a cute bunny." And I was like, "Oh yeah, they told yeah, me that there's around the corner." <laughs> well, <laughs> no, they, they they actually told me that there's coyotes in the area. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's a bunny. I got to get away from this thing. There's a coyote <laughs> chasing it." <laughs> oh god. No, but like that's that's like the, the, the centralized point I'm trying to drop is, we think that we're in control. We think that we're the masters of our lives. Right. We pe- we really don't control anything. And if you trick yourself into believing that, you're going to be sadly mistaken and sadly disappointed. So the one thing that I would urge is that no matter who it is, whether it be a friend, a friendship that went south, a relationship with a sibling that went south, a brother, mom, dad, whatever, if it went south and not talk to them and it's been years and you know there needs to be healing involved, start the healing today. Make the first step. Offer an apology, and if they if they decide to not take your apology, then it is what it is. At least at now, you're blameless, because you at least created an environment, an opportunity, for there to be, uh, resolve or peace. Right. And if they decide to choose violence or resentment, then you know it sucks, but you have to be willing to accept it. At that point, you know that there's nothing that more that you could have done.
0: Well, I think to just piggyback on that, forgiving someone requires first forgiving yourself. When you forgive yourself, you have already made the biggest move. Because I believe when you forgive yourself, you have the confidence and the strength to forgive someone. And once you forgive someone, you know, there's a that's their saying that forgive and forget. Once you forgive, I know it's hard to forget. I know it's hard to let go, but forgiving has Forgiving has this level of, of, I don't know how to really describe it, but it, it holds it. And there's this spiritual burden, this m- emotional burden and mental burden that's held on us for holding on to that. And when you find that strength and you find that clarity and that peace to be able to let that go. And like you said earlier, by letting out that first apology. I remember when I was leaving for basic training, okay. And all the years that I put my mom, my mom went through a lot. A lot of torment through my behavior and the things that I've gone through, and I've talked about this through my book. I remember when I was leaving off to basic training, um, I talked to my mom about you know whatever, all the things that happened. And I said, you know, mom, I'm about to leave. You know, I'm about to go in a boot camp. I won't be able to talk to you guys, and you know, we take things for granted. And I said, if there's anything I would like to ask you before we because we were, I was getting back, I had to go back to the hotel, I had to be back by a certain time, and we just finished dinner. I talked to my mom and I asked her for forgiveness of all the things that I've ever done to her, you know, and, and we both cried, you know, we really both were very emotional. And it was just one of those moments that I felt everything kind of fall away. And the things that had had gone through and that our relationship is phenomenal. I'm like, I'm 100% a mama's boy. And knowing that like my mom, she is the best mother that I could ask for. And I, and I appreciate it. And I wish I would have appreciated her more as a child growing up than I do now as an adult. But I think that deep down inside me, I always had an appreciation. I just never knew really how to so-called give my roses. Um, and so like, just to kind of, as a close out, like that's something that I feel like people we all can relate to. We all have our moments where we don't know how to forgive, or we don't know how to let go of a situation or, you know, we want to, sometimes it's too late. You know, we lose a family member or someone that we're close to. I mean, obviously last year, like you mentioned, COVID really swept out a significant amount of people. And while that is very detrimental, we can start today, we can start tomorrow, we can start next week, you know, whenever we can to find the strength, the clarity, the peace to start asking for forgiveness, start showing our appreciation through acts of kindness, to spend more time with the person that we are engaged with or married to or dating i mean through the very small things in life it that's where the most appreciation
1: is made you don't have to do a huge party just start simple starts no yeah, start. and i i agree with what you're saying the only thing i would kind of just tweak mm-hmm. is you said you can start Take next it. week right mm-hmm. there's nothing guaranteeing you that you have until next week that's true Right. Like I'm gonna get off of this with you, and I'm gonna go to work. I'm on my way to work. Something could happen. Obviously, I hope nothing happens, and I hope that you know tomorrow I'll just talk to you later, and you know when I come back to Florida we spend some time, maybe you know, hang out, do whatever. But I have no way of guaranteeing that. So it's important that you start now. And right. you know the the last caveat that I, I will leave. Um, like before we, uh, you know, obviously close out and finish up the episode. Um, huh, I think that one of the worst things that I've, I've worst feelings that I've ever, ever, ever felt is there was an opportunity when I was it must have been 13, 12 or thirteen. No, no, probably a little bit older than that. But um, I had to make up your and, mind. You got to make up your mind. Where? How old I, were you? I, I, I don't remember. I just remember <laughs> that I was super mature and I beat myself up to this. I'm almost 31. I still beat myself up over this to this day. Um, and the reason why I beat myself up for it is. um, My mom's sister passed away. Right. And my mom, she said, hey, there's an opportunity for you to go to the hospital and say goodbye. You should take it. Let's go say goodbye together. But because, you know, I'm young and obviously I get it. Like I was too afraid. I was afraid of saying goodbye. And because I was too afraid of saying goodbye, I never went. And I kick myself, even to this day, I'm 31 now. Years later, I kick myself, but man, I could have had an opportunity to say goodbye. And like this amount of regret that I have in my heart, I feel it. I still feel it to this day. So the last thing I'm, I'm gonna leave you is if you have a word you want to say to somebody, say it. If there's something you wanna do with somebody or for someone, do it. Spend that time. Don't take what you have for granted. Give your flowers, give your roses while the people around you are still here. Mm. That's all. For, that's all for me. That's, that's, that's all. Hey, absolutely. that's the
0: that was the best way to close out. Um, yeah. I guess the only other thing I can add to the closeout is you know you guys obviously know if this is your first time joining us on the Best You Nation, you guys can tune in to us weekly. Uh, usually, you know, Mondays at five thirty a.m. is our goal, uh, and you guys. <laughs> <Sorry. are born>. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a couple of technical difficulties the other day, and honestly, it pushed to Tuesday. <laughs>
1: If you would, we call it a snafu. <laughs> Listen, I'm just being honest. We're
0: pretty, I'm pretty good about getting out on Mondays. But post, yeah. For some reason, it doesn't get out there. We always have a Tuesday. Um, we actually had a really good turnout this past week with this last episode we had, which we want to thank everybody for, which is what's been put. You know, honestly, this uh, this season has been driven by, I think, a lot of the feedback we're getting from people. And we're much, I feel like a lot more comfortable talking about more vulnerable, more in depth, very emotion based, but thought based topics like such like this one today. Like this is, this is phenomenal, you know, going into an area where it might be hard for others to understand or to relate to, or even to find that. Hopefully we were able to help you through that. And so if you, if you feel like we're helping you, we're guiding you, we're, we're, we're leading you in a direction to becoming the best that you can please hit the subscribe button on all of our platforms including, including our youtube channel which we're really wanting you guys to see because obviously we have video that sometimes and uh, we're back to zoom because adler is uh, many many hours away um, and we don't want to again listen we don't want to we don't want to compromise you guys and we don't want to uh, you know, not be able to post something for you guys. But with that being said, weekly 5.30 a.m. Mondays, tune in. Make sure to also follow Adler at 24 hours a day on Instagram. You can follow me at the Fit Foster, And also make sure to buy a copy of my book, This Is Me, um, from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, my website on August 20th. We got a couple weeks away the worldwide event will be taking place. With that being said, Adler, anything else?
1: Show us some love, like, and subscribe. We appreciate the listeners that night in, night out, every week that listen to us. Keep doing you, be the best you. That's right, we're out.